Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I only share part of this text. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Vince, you are quite the fella. You killed me with that fake cry. I am dead. That Taylor Lorenz is a big mouth and a whiny hypocrite. This is exactly what she cries about. Yeah. I can't share the rest of this text. Jeff, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, what you've communicated here. But I get it. I get what you're saying. I want to quickly turn to local politics, and some of you may be surprised in light of the last hour (laughs) where I'm going now, because I want to talk about what is taking place, and those of you and other places beyond Charlotte. Uh, I want you to bear with me, but I also want you to be aware of the person I'm about ready to introduce because I really believe uh, what I've seen and heard so far. This is a person I believe is a rising star within the Republican Party. We really need some rising stars. Axios has this story. Kyle Lubke wants to be the first openly LGBTQ plus Republican on Charlotte City Council. Now, obviously, I did not write this story, but I'll just share how this is communicated. In a state where a leading Republican has made homophobic comments, Kyle Lubke is fighting to carve out a place for LGBTQ people in the same party. What's happening? Lubke, who's running for Charlotte City Council at large, is facing an uphill battle in a city that hasn't elected a Republican citywide in over a decade. The more difficult struggle, he says, is for the future of the party. Lubke is the first openly gay Republican run for city council. Charlotte has had other leaders who identify as LGBTQ, such as former Councilmember Luana Mayfield, who's also running, but they are Democrats. So here we are with the opportunity to introduce you to the man who wants to serve on Charlotte City Council in an at-large seat. And he's at the first stage of this in running in the primary. Had the opportunity to sit down and have really extraordinary time last week over lunch. Kyle Lubke, welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. First off, tell me why is it that you are running for City Council? Yeah, so I'm running for city council because I see a lot of the issues that we talk about in our city over and over and over again. We've been talking about the issues of housing affordability. We've been talking about the issues of how bad our bus system is screwed up. 
about how we need to improve our small business ecosystem. We keep talking about those issues, and we've been talking about them for decades, and yet we can't seem to solve them. And so I am here um, as a bus rider myself who knows what the situation is, as a millennial who just went through having to buy his first home in the city of Charlotte, um, because, and I have an understanding of the issues and the solutions that we need to give to the city. And so that is why I'm running. Now, the first line of people you obviously need to win over, Republicans, and get them to show up, get them to vote. How do we know? Because I think there are a lot of people who immediately think, okay, this guy's gay. How can we trust that this guy is a legitimate conservative and he's not just uh, a liberal? Yeah, no, that is a completely fair question um, because most members of the LGBT community are on the left. Um, it is, there are only about 25% of us in the community that identify as conservative and that vote for Republicans and are involved in Republican politics. Um, so there's two different ways that I would, I would tell you know, my conservative compatriots uh, that I am one of y'all. And the first is everything comes back to me about conservative principles. That is how I operate my life. That's how I look at the policies that I am uh, advocating for. And when I think about what conservative principles are, I think about strong families. I think about strong religious communities, strong nonprofit organizations, strong organizations that are not the government that are providing people in our communities a sense of place, a sense of community, um, and a sense of belonging. And what I have seen over the past, you know, 40 years in this country is that a lot of people on the left think that the government should be in the place of a strong family or the government should be in the place of a strong religious institution or a nonprofit institution. And I think that we are seeing the fruits of that with our cycle of loneliness that we constantly have because everybody, because our social bonds are fraying. And so I'm a conservative because I believe that the more local and the more ingrained in our community we can be, the better we are as a society. And then so that's number one, just from a value standpoint. And then number two, um, just can look at my work in the, in the Republican Party here in Charlotte and in other areas. Um, I have been, I'm the vice, uh, I'm the treasurer of the Mecklenburg County Young Republicans. I've been involved with them um, for many years. I am the president of the Log Cabin Republicans in North Carolina, which is the LGBTQ Republican organization. Uh, I have door knocked for Republican candidates. Um, many, many times, uh, you know, the last one that I door knocked for other than myself, because I'm door knocking for myself, but, uh, I door knocked down in the Georgia, uh, special elections and runoffs. And, you know, I have put a lot of time and energy into the Republican party as well. Now the challenge before you, as you know, this city has changed significantly part of what we discussed last week. You know, I was here in the city of Charlotte when we were back to back electing Republicans as mayor. And there are people who predict that we will never have another one. Uh, this is an uphill climb for any Republican running for this particular office. You are, I assume, expecting you're going to need some, obviously in the primary, uh, the first step is to win the primary, uh, but beyond that, it's going to be necessary to win over Democrats. How does a genuine conservative win over Democrat voters? Absolutely. So first off in the primary, um, for our own voters, I cannot 
not talk about the slate that I'm running on. So we are we are running as a Republican slate in the city of Charlotte. First time this has ever happened. Um, I am joined by on the at-large positions. I'm joined by Charlie Mulligan, Carrie Alinsky, and David Merrill. If you're going out and voting in the primary, vote for us. The party has uh, endorsed us as opposed to the fifth individual that is in that primary. So vote for the four Republican members of the slate. To the broader question of how are we going to, as a conservative, how I as a conservative, going to you know talk to my Democratic neighbors or unaffiliated neighbors or more liberal neighbors, and what I'm telling them is, you know, we claim to care about things in this city. Again, we claim to care about housing that's affordable to own and rent. We claim to care about ensuring that our taxes are not high, that we're displacing low-income senior citizens. We claim to care about a transportation system that is working for everybody, whether or not it's a traffic or a bus system, and yet we're not solving anything. And the reason why we're not solving anything is because our current leaders want more of just the accolades from the media than actually putting in the work. The issue that I really like to always emphasize here is an example, and actually one that the Slate is doing an event on later this afternoon in Ashland if you can hold this thought, Kyle, can you hold through a break? Because I don't, sure. I don't, I don't want to interrupt your thought here. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation with Kyle Lubke, who's running for city council as part of a slate with uh, a total of four candidates running for Charlotte City Council at large. And we'll continue our discussion. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Right here. Stay with us. And we continue our conversation with Kyle Lubke, who's running for city council. City council at large. He's running with a slate total of four candidates. 
This is critical, folks. It would be absolutely awesome to actually have Republican winning at large. It'd be great to have four Republicans winning at large. (laughs) That would be the ideal thing. Uh, Before the break, you were starting to tell us about one of the important issues that you are uh, engaged in. Sure, absolutely. So I was I was talking about the, the need for accountability and the need for kind of actually showing leadership on issues as opposed to just talking about it. And so um, I wanted to talk about a specific program that the city implemented in 2018 and 2019. It's called the Aging in Place Program. And the city allocated $1.5 million to assist uh, low-income senior citizens across the city to um, – as a grant program to pay for their property tax increases. So if you had the property tax reevaluation in 2019, it was going to impact a lot of these low-income seniors negatively because they're on fixed incomes. And so it was a way to help ensure that those individuals were able to stay in the homes that they owned. So come to find out, though, $1.5 million was allocated and budgeted for this program. Only around $76,000 actually granted out to our our community and to these low-income seniors. So while all of the Democrats on council are talking about how horrific displacement is and how horrific it is that senior citizens are being pushed out of their home, they have the opportunity to take this $1.5 million to push it out so that senior citizens actually had access to it as opposed to just talk about it. And so, you know, that is one of the things that... I would like to bring to council, and I know that the people running with me would like to bring to council, is that accountability. If we decide to fund something as a city, there should be accountability to ensure that that money gets to where it is supposed to go. It shouldn't just be about the the media accolades or the good story. It should actually be about providing a solution and you know providing the help that our community needs and the solutions that our community needs. And and really what you're talking about here is the difference between actually getting something accomplished and political virtue signaling. That's really what this distinction is here. Correct. And that's what I think distinguishes the Republican slate versus the current current council, Um, because every single person on the Democratic side is currently a council member or has been a council member. And the Republicans want to have effective government. We live in a city where we just talk and talk and talk, and we do not have effective government solving issues. As a conservative, I want effective government. I want to ensure that we're putting our money where our mouth is and that we're actually doing what we have promised to do and provide the solutions for our community as opposed to just, as you said, virtue signal about it. This is pretty uh, basic stuff here. Kind of in closing here, uh, we had a conversation, as I mentioned, on Saturday, and... I was really blown away when I asked you what it means to be a conservative. Can you repeat what you shared with me for our listeners? Yeah, so I, I, I referenced it earlier, um, you know, in the discussion, which is that to me being a conservative means having strong communities, having strong families, having strong religious institutions. Because right now we expect the government to come in and take care of us. But if we have a strong family, we can lean upon them for support. If we have a strong religious institution, we can lean upon our fellow parishioners. And that is what community is 
Community is about taking it down to the lowest common denominator and engaging with others as opposed to expecting a top-down approach from the government. Pretty simple stuff. And yet, uh, you know, it, it's it's so profound in the sense that I don't hear many Republican uh, politicians articulating this message and really living out this message and taking the steps to reduce the size of government to help promote what you have just described here. In closing, tell me, how can people get involved and not only help you, but the other Rep- other Republicans who are running at large in Charlotte? Yeah, sir. So there's, there are... Um, a couple ways. Number one is obviously financial. I, I will take money. Running a campaign is expensive, and every single member of our slate would also take money because running their campaigns are expensive too. You can either go to our individual website um, to donate to the candidates individually, or you can go to our slate website. And so we have a, a slate funding uh, fundraiser, uh, and that website is www.summeriscomingclt.com. Um, and then also, putting a yard sign in your front yard, because then you can talk to your neighbors about us. Um, going out and door knocking with us. We're going to be having door knocking events in, you know, in May, June, and July, just to talk to people about the vision for the city that we're offering. And then hosting events at your homes, meet and greets, fundraisers, just so that we can get in front of as many possible people and voters in the city um, that we can. Because our election is in July, July 26th. And not a lot of people are going to come out. So the more people that we can interact with, get passionate about our race, the more likely it is that we are going to win. Sounds pretty straightforward here. Uh, I want to kind of address an elephant in the room here, because I, as I mentioned at the very beginning of this broadcast, there are people who, uh, from a conservative standpoint, would look at you and say, uh, mm-hmm. all right, Vince, this guy is gay. How in the world can you put this guy in a camp of being conservative? And uh, one of the things that I, I and, and I, I'm putting you on the spot here because there are people they've seen some of the radical elements of what some would refer to as the alphabet mafia and what they are attempting to do. How is it uh, that what is it that distinguishes you from these people that a lot of people consider to be crazy? Yeah, I, I, I you know, I would I would first say to that question, um, most LGBTQ people are normal people. They're, they're not activists. They're not trying to make bakers bake cakes. They're not, they're not trying to do all those stuff. They're just normal people who want to live their lives with dignity and respect. And there are fringes on, on both the, the left side of the LGBTQ community and the right side of the LGBTQ community, but that is not the majority um, or even close to even, you know, the, the, the majority. So um, what I would respond to that is, and kind of a little bit related to what we were discussing uh, last week, you know, I think that we need to, as a community, have a more pluralistic perspective on, on LGBT issues. You know, LGBT people are not going anywhere. I'm, I'm a gay man. I am not going anywhere. Um, I, I, I'm getting married next year. I live with my fiance. Like I'm not going anywhere, but it is not incumbent upon me to make a Christian have to violate what they stand for and their identity as a Christian just to accommodate me. Tolerance does not necessarily mean acceptance. Do I want acceptance? Absolutely. 
But we live in a pluralistic society, and we need to start acting like we live in a pluralistic society. We shouldn't be trying to have a maximalist position where it's either gay or go away. You know, that that's not appropriate because that's not the world that we live in, and that shouldn't be the world that we live in. Because my identity is just as important to me as somebody else's religious identity, for example, may be as important to them. And we need Hi. to come to a compromise solution. Kyle Lukey, city council candidate, at-large candidate. Uh, Thanks a lot for joining us on the broadcast. Great talking with you. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Around the text line, I just want to share some text with you before I respond and, you know, kind of a postscript to the conversation with Kyle Lubke, because I told you I had a great conversation with him on Saturday, and I really do believe he's the kind of person that I think can provide some great leadership in the Republican Party. It doesn't mean I, I agree with everything that he says. By the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. And on that text line, I just want to share what some of you are saying. This texter says, Vince, tell him to repent and turn to God. That's great, Vince. Glad to see Republican parties branching out. LGBTQ. But wait. Wait until all of us independents unite and produce some quality candidates. Both parties will be on notice. That is from Jake. Uh, this one, just, <laughs> I just want you to, I want you to get a sampling of where people's heads are. Yes, strong religious institutions. Kyle talked about the importance of that. Does he mean one like the Satanic Temple? I, I'll finish these texts first, and then I'll get to my point. This texter saying about a third of the gay people I know are very conservative. This being gay is in contradiction with being a conservative Christian, but has no bearing on being a conservative Republican. One of the things that, and, and you heard Kyle make reference to the fact he's not looking to make bakers bake cakes for him. The healthy thing, if you listen carefully, one of the things he talks about is his respect for religious people who might disagree with him. He is not looking to, as I've described it before, extort an identity out of other people. I think this is the kind of healthy leadership in this area that is needed. I think we're going to have to accept the reality whether you like it or not, for instance, there's not going to be a reversal on something like gay marriage. It's simply not going to happen. And I'd rather have Kyle 
Lubkeys out there who believe in the idea that you should be able to exercise your own religious freedom and have choice in regard to how you would deal with someone like him. He respects your religious rights. There are a lot of people who don't. The radicals do not. So part of my appeal is we need to make sure we're listening listening carefully to people. And again, not expecting to get everything that we want. Some folks, I mean, (laughs) there are people who would love to see homosexuals executed. Now, for a variety of reasons, that's the kind of position I have never supported. But there are some people who think like that. But the point I'm making is we have got to get a hold of ourselves, and especially those of us Christians, those of us who profess to be Christ followers. One of the things he said to us, blessed are the peacemakers. What are we doing to bridge relationships and communities? It doesn't mean that you have to embrace what people are doing or agree with what people are doing. But if we are as divisive as everybody else, I think we need to do some self-examination here. That's my thought. Because after all, we're talking about politics. We're not talking about church. Totally different subject. What are your thoughts on this? Very curious. Oh, boy. (laughs) I am not even going to read the text (laughs) That is on my screen right now because I know I will get flooded with texts. But uh, the texter who just sent me a message, I just want to acknowledge I've got your text. I'm probably going to respond privately to what you've communicated. I do not want to open the floodgates to this discussion because I'm not going into a theological discussion on this today. Just want to put that out there. Boy, a lot of things that we've discussed during the course of the broadcast today. One of the things we did not get to, the controversy over Donald Trump and his interview. In fact, I think we should do that. We have enough time to address this. It's really funny the way this is being portrayed. Drudge, in fact, brought this to my attention yesterday. Here is what is on the very front at the top, the sun. Don versus Piers, grumpy Trumpy. Trump meltdown, turn the cameras off, McConnell stupid, Pence weak fool, Piers Morgan blockbuster, how all hell broke loose. I want you to hear the promo. This is the promo for the interview that's going to air in several days. Piers Morgan, his interview with Donald Trump. Listen up. Okay, Piers, I'm ready. A former president in denial. I'll be completely straight with you to your face. I think I'm a very honest man. Much more honest than you, actually. Really? Yeah. It was a free and fair election. You lost. Only a fool would think You that. think I'm a fool? I do now, yeah. With Excuse respect. me. Okay, with respect. The leftist produced the hard evidence. Excuse me. The most explosive interview of the year. I don't think you're real. It's, I really it's just, I'm not like Very dishonest. Just, Let's finish up the interview. Morgan versus Turn Trump. Turn the camera off. Very dishonest. Only on Talk TV. So it's really interesting, and I know a lot of people have noticed there's been a shift with Drudge in recent years, and there are some who question whether Matt Drudge is even involved in this anymore. But he's really got this blown up 
Breitbart, in contrast, here are their headlines. Promo doctored. Trump did not storm out on Pierce interview. Morgan busted bigly. Deceptive edits revealed. Also, disgraceful interviewers slammed for stunt. <laughs> so brace for this. This is going to be interesting, the run-up to this, and when this actually airs, you might call it some sort of smackdown between Piers Morgan and President Donald Trump. <laughs> it's going to definitely have a lot of viewers and listeners. No question about it. Stay with us. Stretch to the Vince Coakley Radio program on this Thursday. Over on the text line, I want to quickly get to these. People are so quick to throw stones at Kyle for being Christian and gay. He's actually Jewish and gay. What about Christian Democrats supporting abortion? As a Christian, I'm not lined up with everything Kyle personally stands for. But that's just it. It's his personal choice. And he appears to respect and honor much of what I do line up with. Anyone who is for accountability and liberty and respect for others is someone I can endorse. The fact that you have to try to defend the gay conservatives shows where so-called conservatives are today. Being a Republican is religion to you guys. Ouch. Vince, I don't care about what adult this guy sleeps with. That's between him and God. All I care about is being left alone. Spoken like a true libertarian. Time for us to take a look at the day in history. And we have with us our good friend Bernie, who is going to answer a total of nine questions for us. How are you today, man? Oh, Vince, just fantastic. How about yourself, sir? Doing pretty good. We began in the year 1777, and we had soldiers from this country, troops from this country, under the command of General William Tryon, attack the town of Danbury, Connecticut. They started destroying everything in sight. Where, what country were these troops from? Would that be Britain? You are correct. These mm -hmm. were British troops. Dastardly Brits. They should be ashamed <laughs> of themselves. 1836. The Mexicans were routed at the Battle of San Jacinto. Who succeeded at this? The Battle of San Jacinto. Mm. You got what me on country, this. Which state are they from? Which state. Um, Texas? Yes, it was the Texas militia we go. that pulled this off. 1862, it is the, I guess you would call it, I, not really organization, but it would be the uh, U.S. organization, I guess that's the best thing you can call it, that actually makes coins. It was established in 1862. What is it called? Oh, man. Um... There's a museum in Charlotte. Uh, the Mint? Mint. You are correct. The U.S. Mint. There we go. 1956. Number one hit for Elvis Presley. It's a song about a place you can stay. Uh, Jailhouse Rock? Oh, no. Oh, no. I should say it's a place you might want to stay. Oh. Mm. As opposed to a place you would... Stay against your will. 
Um, I don't know. Why don't you give me this one? Heartbreak Hotel. There we go. That was the number one song. 1963, these two groups, super groups, met for the very first time at the Crawdaddy Club in 1963. Um, you can just name one of these. If you get the other one, it's a bonus. Mm, one of these super groups in 1963, yeah. Mm. Who's been around forever? Mick Jagger. <laughs> and... Uh, Rolling Stones? Rolling Stones, that's one of them. Um, Want to try to guess the other? Let's see. Rolling Stones and... I don't they're, know. They're not around because... Leonard Skinner? One is dead. Uh, the Beatles. The Beatles. Is the other one. 1963 is when they met for the very first time. 1967, this automaker celebrated its one millionth car in the U.S. Which one is it? Uh, Ford. I knew you were going to say that. It's actually GM. Oh, okay. GM. 1980, this was part of a question a few days ago, this event. Sadly, in 1980, a person named Rosie Ruiz faked winning this particular event. What was it? You got me again, Vince. It's I'm not sure. a place there was a terrorist event several years ago. The Boston Marathon. Oh, of course. Uh, we kind of had this question a few days ago. 1989, 100,000 students gathered in this particular location to protest. Wouldn't be the Washington Monument, would it? This was actually Tiananmen Square. Where is that, Vince? Chinese, Chinese students. This is in China. Okay. That was where we saw the images of the person standing uh, right in front of a tank daring to stand there it's a, a an iconic scene 2016 um, he's the guy who led us to party like it was 1999 he passed away on this day in 2016 at the age of 57 we talked about this this morning on the morning show Vince uh, it's Prince Prince yeah 57 years old Pretty amazing that it's been that long. Six years. Doesn't feel like it. It certainly doesn't. Time just absolutely zips by. Mm -hmm. Before we go, another very interesting story to share with you. And um, I guess I would kind of preface my remarks by asking you uh, whether you have seen The Batman. I've not seen the new Batman. No, sir. I haven't seen to. that yet. Need to. Well, it certainly reached a major box office milestone. And this is something absolutely extraordinary. Warner Brothers, they've got a major hit on their hands. The worldwide box office ahead of their release on the HBO Max streaming service. Here are those numbers. They are absolutely crazy. They've come out with a bang. According to Deadline, the Batman earned $751 million worldwide. Oh, my goodness. $751.1 million. Broken down, $386.1 million overseas, $365 million domestically. It's the highest grossing film in 2022 so far. Oof. And now, if you've not watched it so far, you can watch it on HBO Max. As of go. the 18th, just three days ago. So, um, it, and I'm seeing in this story, they apparently released it a day earlier, so on the 18th. So, um, 
the opportunity is there to watch it because it's long. And I think it's going to be so much easier to watch at home for me anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's all the time we have. Thanks a lot for joining us. Have yourselves a great day and God bless you. Take care. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 